Hello to all our friends in the United States, the UK and around the world. You're listening to Schalke... Schalke America? Schalke America. Ach, Schalke America. Glück auf, okay. Blau und weiß sein Leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Schalke America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me as always, co-host Jack Mangan in your nice kit there. I like it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, uh, cheers to you. Not uh, that there's much to celebrate at the moment. Certainly not a victory Monday. <laughs> true, true. Uh, but uh, entering a new era of Schalke, as there is, of course, a managerial change to uh, discuss, or I guess a future managerial change, as it were, as the, uh, as the new manager has not yet been announced. But the Cromer era is well and truly uh, over, finally. Yeah, yeah. Leave it to Schalke to do it the day after our podcast, right? Um, we talked about it last Tuesday. Or we said, Primer should be out. He needs to be out. And sure enough, the next morning we wake up, he's gone. Um, the, the, the race to find a new manager was fast and furious, so we were so to believe. Uh, but they did not find one by the weekend. And so Matthias Kreutzer, who took over last year with Buskins, uh, was at the helm this weekend. Um, I was not surprised about that part. Were you? I don't know. I think, I mean, uh, early indications, it seemed like they maybe had somebody lined up. So I, I was kind of expecting that there may have been a manager in place before the weekend. Um, but then they ultimately yeah, changed course on that and announced that Kreutzel was going to be taking over, um, which I think probably all the Schalke faith were relatively fine with um, having him as interim. He's been on the staff for quite a while now. Um, but uh, yeah, interesting in that there's there still is not an announcement. We were thinking maybe tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, or, and hopefully maybe tomorrow, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I think the primary two guys, right. Um, rice is one of them who's kind of been in the mix since, you know, before, I mean, during the summer, actually, you know, before the season started. Um, and so from, from one angle, you could say like, oh, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Like he's constantly, his name's getting brought up. So maybe they're locking him up. But at the same time, if he's been in the picture for long enough, you would think that they would have already got him under contract by now. You know what I mean? Like given how long that Cromer has been fired already and they've been working, yep. you know, if Rice has been on the short list. So it makes you wonder if something else is, is actually going on. Before I continue with that, uh, someone's ears must've been burning. El Waflo, who's in the chat. Uh, we did promise next victory Monday, we would, we would, we would uh, plug your music, but we haven't won yet. So maybe this next week can come up, but we will keep our promise there. Uh, but yeah, no, the manager position seems to be a hard one to fill, right? There's no funds, maybe no candidates. Who wants to come to this fire that seems to be happening here? Um, depleted squad at the moment. Depleted squad, aging a striker that can or cannot score in the league. So many questions, right? And so Kreutzer steps up to be the, the manager of the job. The selection, I wasn't expecting much of a difference, honestly, in this one. Um, the lineup that we had is Fairly standard. Uh, Matriciani at center back was interesting. Schwoloff, who anyone who was a fan or a supporter, like I was, has probably off the ship at this point because howler after howler, game after game. Um, but some other interesting portions of the lineup, I then was inserted, which was nice. Didn't really contribute much. I mean, honestly, it was up, Pascal. Luck up, Luke Alf. Um, interesting lineup. 
I think it started out well, right? First half, I thought it was good. Boulter had a freaking sensational goal assisted by Aiden, offsides. Uh, Boulter scored again, offsides again, or something like that. But overall, the first half, I thought it was pretty decent. I thought we were the better team, honestly, of the two teams in that first half. I mean, what do you think about the lineup and how the first half shaped up? I mean, certainly a funky lineup, but I think sort of pragmatic in a lot of ways from from Kreutzel. I think his his approach to this game almost certainly would have been just don't lose as much as possible. Just try to get out of here with with a draw or something. Um, so I actually kind of viewed that, despite what the graphics shows, I actually kind of viewed this more as like a 5-3-2. Um, it looked okay. like he was playing, you know, Matriciani, Yoshida, and Brunner actually as sort of a right center back. Yeah, um, and then, uh, you know, Aiden as that, as that right wing back um, opposite. Oian and then the midfield three of uh, Crawl, who's often a little bit deeper, and then Kraus and Drexler uh, supporting uh, Bolter and Tirada in yeah. sort of a, a partnership up top. Um, I mean, like I said, I think that approach makes a lot of sense for an interim game. Um, but yeah, Shvalov hasn't hasn't been good for most of the season. Made another big mistake today, which we'll talk about. And then you, you combine him and you look at like you know the three center backs from Matriciani, Yosita, and Brunner, and at the same that's what I was kind of talking about before Kramer yeah. got fired. It's like this is not a Bundesliga squad at the back at the moment. So yes, we feel like the team is you know potentially underperforming relative to the talent that we have. But at this point, with the injuries and everything. I mean, it's just not Bundesliga level. It just isn't. So we need to get some reinforcements or we need to get some people back from injury before I think we can really start realistically talking about um, finding a way to survive this season. Start of the year, you know, with a healthy squad for the most part and, and a kind of full complement of, of, of options, um, I felt a little bit better about things. But at the moment, it's just you're, there's only so much you can even ask of the squad at this point. Like Matriciani, like, should not be in this position, right? We're, like, no. counting on him. In this way, and yeah, and obviously that's not even Bruno's position. And Yoshida is, it, it, maybe we're moving to a back three to cover for Yoshida, who recently in a back two has not been good. Has been kind of found out a couple of times. So, uh, yeah, interesting lineup for sure. Yeah, no, no doubt about Kluka Alf Eric. Um, interesting first half. It went into the half zero zero. I mean, I thought we were the best team in the first half. Well, slightly, we played better. Had the two goals. You know, it would be nice to have some luck, but no, obviously. Luck wasn't on us on our side in this one. So zero zero at halftime. Coming out of the break, howler, the first howler of the game um for Schwoloff from no man's land to start shooting from basically midfield, it seems like. Uh gets a shot, has a clear shot on Schwoloff, has no one really in front of him, and he completely misses it underneath his arm, one nothing. Um, this is something we've been talking about. I know you've been talking about extensively this season. This is like, yes, he has some great moments, but he misses the easy things are what we perceive to be easy. Uh, and something like this where a goalie 100% has to have fluffs it 100% and we're down, which we cannot afford to be down. Yeah. Um, listen, I mean, the, the shot from Tizar, it's hit it's hit hard, obviously, but it's hit pretty much right at him yeah. um, from from quite a ways out. There's, there's just no reason why, uh, you know, as a Bundesliga goalkeeper, you should be allowing that to get through um it's not into a corner it's he's not particularly unsighted and even if he is that seems to be a consistent issue for him yeah. um more than most people so i don't know maybe that's just like you know variance and it's going to come back to like some sort of median but like i, I just that seems to be a constant issue for him so i think it's i think it's an absolute howler as you said i think it's a really bad mistake i think it's pretty much entirely Charles's fault um yeah. you know i was looking earlier i mean we have what i think it was something like 18 expected goals allowed this season and we've conceded like 26. And when you think about how many shots or even like non-shots 
like Schwalo has allowed to turn into goals, a decent chunk of that difference between what's been expected and what's ultimately gone in the back of the net. I think you can attribute directly to Schwalo. So, um, I mean, personally, I'm at, I'm at the point of the season where I think a change needs to be made like straight up. Like I would rather just see Fairman at this point. Like maybe that's naive of me. Maybe at this point he's, he's even, you know, significantly below Shvalov's level, but like Shvalov's not providing it. I'd rather just go with the guy who has some like affiliation with the club. Um, and you know, longer like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's tough. Um, I think we need to look at it. Maybe longer gets some minutes. I have no idea, but I, I just, I think at this point, um, Shvalov's not an option. Um, the, the game plan under Kreutzel, not, as long ball heavy as Cropper had been, um, but still, you know, somewhere in the vicinity of like a little bit less than a third of our passes are long balls. And if you look at, um, you know, Shvalov, I think he had like like twenty six percent completion on his on his balls over thirty yards. That's a record like, for him. I mean, just <laughs> you know what I mean. Just just yeah. atrocious. I mean, so yeah. There, I mean, and that's not entirely his fault. Like if he's being asked to do that to some extent, I don't know if still Kreutzer was trying to you know suggest that, but. On so many levels, um, he's causing problems at the moment. So I, I think we need to look at another goalkeeper if we can. So two things kind of leads me to believe that Kramer was asking for the long ball because in this game we saw a lot of the passes to midfield angled that we kind of talked about before, like Ederson and some of these guys, goalkeepers like to do the passing can do, and some of them worked. So maybe this was a long ball mentality by Kramer and just use it up. But that's the point. The point would be that I agree with you. I think Schwoloff needs to go. Um, and I don't remember who made the poll on Twitter, but they're asking, of the four goalkeepers we have, right? Schwoloff, Fairman, Langer, and uh, the young kid, I forget his name. Who would you want in their next game? And Schwoloff had the lowest amount of percentage of points in that. Uh, even that young kid had the higher percentage. It was Fairman and then Langer. Um, and, I, you know, we were at a point a couple years ago where Fairman was a starter, a legend that he is, and he was having howlers. And we said, you're costing us games. You got to get out of the starting lineup. And he did. And I think this is the same situation here where Schwoloff is costing us games. Clearly, with that, that's a 100% howler. And uh, it's time for Fairman to come in. Or even longer if you want to. Longer played well, but put Fairman in. Um, I mean, at this point, it, it can't get any worse in terms of goal, goalkeeping because saves that should be made. Now, granted, Schwoloff makes some great saves here and there, but... He gives up howlers, and we can't afford it. And, and Fairman has some issues or whatever in the past where he kept making these mistakes, but you got to give him another shot. Why not? I mean, something's going to change, like you said. We did that with the manager. We also got to do this with the goalkeeper, I think. And um, that's, a, that's a good start to make going forward. New manager, whomever he is, whenever he comes on board, um, should look at that as one of his first changes he's going to make. Right? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the problem is I think if there is an emphasis um, – you know, in, in the transfer market in January, it's probably going to be at replacing, you know, the center back injuries and then also some attacking help. So yeah. I think it's it's probably unlikely that, like, you know, the, the goalkeeping area is going to be an area of focus uh, in the winter. But, uh, yeah, it's certainly hurting us at the moment. Uh, and, and granted, I mean, there's I'm sure some of his mistakes have come in matches where we've conceded three or four goals because that's been a consistent problem for us. So I'm not saying that, you know, all of these are resulting in. Yeah. Uh, a change in the result, but certainly resulted in one this weekend. I mean, that's a, that's a one goal game that we lose by. Um, that should have been a draw. And I'm sure there was one or two other ones earlier, whether it was him trying to collect the ball in the air on a cross that he fumbles and goes in that, that flipped a result, you know, from a win to a draw or a draw to a loss, whatever the situation may be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, something that needs to be addressed early. And um, it would really quickly just commenting on the first step, going back to that. I mean, I think I agree though. I don't think we played a tr like 
too bad in the first half uh, overall. Actually, I think Matriciani for the first 20 minutes actually looked good or like fine, at least competently. He eventually got burned by Luke Bacchio, which, you know, is going to happen. Kaka and, too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he led up a bad opportunity, I think, in the 25th or something, but started okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, just super unfortunate. I mean, the, the goal from Bolter, um, it's not like a particularly well-worked play. It's, it's Bolter kind of hitting an overhit cross that finds its way to Iden. Iden crossing it back across, you know, it's just kind of a pinball yeah. kind of thing. Um, but it's it's a brilliant hit from Marius <laughs> Bolter, like legitimately a phenomenal finish. And then one of the best Bolter faces and celebrations I think we've seen since he joined the team, which we were treated <laughs> to, and then unfortunately gets called off. And oh. um, look, it, it's, it's the correct decision, but it's one yes. of those that makes you hate VAR because the infringement, like quite literally had no impact yes on how that play developed there was there was no advantage in any way shape or form that was gained um from the touch that drexler ultimately took uh that caused bolter to be offside so uh and it is the correct call ultimately and you know you can't complain about it but it's just it's just really unfortunate because it, it strips away not only a you know a, a brilliant goal from bolter but a very important goal in the context of of the match and also our season um, and then a couple minutes later, uh, you know, Bolter finds the back of the net again, and that one's waved off. And once again, I think the correct decision because yeah. uh, Oyan was going in for a shot. Defender beats him to the ball, um, and uh, Oyan fouls him technically. Um, yeah. So they had to call it back. But, uh, yeah, uh, game could have been very much different if, if one of those two had gone our way. And then, you know, if Schwalo doesn't make the mistake, uh, this is a different game. So. Uh, props to Kreutzel overall. I mean, I know Hertha hasn't been performing particularly well, but, you know, the last three games of Kramer's tenure, last four games, mm. I should say, I think it's a 4-0 to Leverkusen, um, a couple 3-0 losses, and then a 5-2 to Hot. You know what I mean? I mean, we're, yeah. we're shipping a minimum of three goals a game. And Kreutzel, at least in his in his one uh, one match, with a makeshift back three, you know <laughs> what I mean, featuring basically two right backs in the center back positions, is able to hold and Hertha to, yeah, I mean, a pretty <laughs> decent yeah, defensive performance. I think all things considered. Yeah, no, I I agree about that hundred percent, and uh, I agree with Eric. It was a little bit of anger. I think a whole lot of shock American nation, uh, shock America, shock anger in that shot uh, that he that he put unleashed is ultimately taken back. Um, but yeah, uh, it was uh, team was hard done in. I mean, Molette. Before I get to the Mullet goal, before we get to that the first goal, even though we just talked about it, um, I thought despite being zero zero. We looked good enough. I thought we could have carried that momentum. But I agree with you. Had one of those gone in, it would have changed the game completely. We could have ran away with the scoreline for all we know. But at the time, at halftime, I was like, okay, we're fine. We're, we're with a better team at the moment. Keep this up, and we'll, we'll win. And then, of course, they score with a howler uh, early in the second half. And we tried, and we tried. And finally, Molette with a wonderful goal uh, in the 85th minute or something. You're like, okay, we're going to get a draw out of this one. Great. And then freaking Kanga... Bullies our defensive team backs and just scores a goal, wins it at the death in the 88th. It's like, oh, come on, man, really? Um, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Real quick, shout out to Mullet. I think uh, yeah. de- decent performance, decent substitute performance in the previous match as well. Um, providing some decent minutes off the bench recently. So shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, and took his goal very well. And it comes out of nothing. Essentially, comes off a throw in. Yeah. Um, Oyan throws it into the box, gets knocked back out to Mullet, who just kind of sizes it up and kind of half volleys it low with pace into the corner, beats the keeper. Very well taken. Um, so credit to him. Uh, as for the goal against Hoffman, I mean, sorry, uh, for, for Herta, um, it's super unfortunate because the, I mean, the thing about your, when you're playing a team like Herta in this moment is they don't really have many ideas either. 
And yeah. so they're looking to get you on the counter and and get in behind you. But when you're playing a team like Schalke, which doesn't have possession um, and is going to be ceding possession to you, I think that actually kind of messes with with Hertz's buildup mechanism a little bit. And I think I think that's part of the reason they actually struggled in this game is because they weren't yeah. really able to do what they wanted to do because the opponent they were playing was so inept. Um, and uh, unfortunately, uh the one one of the only times they actually do end up getting behind it's right at the end of the game that's what allows them to score um Matriciani uh comes to uh put pressure on uh Kanga I believe um and then kind of like the lone man back is uh is Yoshida and I think just as what happened maybe like in the previous game he's done this a couple times now this is the Stambouli step up the Stambouli <laughs> step you know what yeah. I mean um uh the ball gets played essentially a little bit and Yoshida can stay exactly where he is, keep the entire play in front of him, and it's probably not an issue. And instead, he pushes forward, Kanga spins Matriciani, and then there's no cover behind. He gets played in, and it's off to the races. And, I mean, in my opinion, it's not even really Matriciani's mistake. Like I said, he was defending that initial ball well, gets them to cycle it elsewhere, and it's Yoshida allowing that space that ultimately kind of gets him beat. So um, pretty cheap one-on-one yeah. goal to concede it and very disappointing you would have liked to think that after having a decently solid defensive performance you finally get back into the game and that you don't concede something as easy as that but that's just kind of the way it's been going for us this season and yeah unfortunately uh to steal this one late and uh get out of there with the win and uh, yeah i don't i don't think they were particularly impressive though no uh, on the day uh i thought we did all right uh, all mean- things considered statistically it was pretty even all the way across the board i mean xg's is the only the only big difference and it was honestly a couple of mistakes from us. I mean, the Howler had probably had nothing. Probably Howler kept it lower, honestly, because it was a, a shot that should have been saved. Um, but uh, yeah, two one, we lose again. I wasn't expecting. I was hoping for a new manager bump, even though it's not technically new. Um, but it didn't happen, and uh, I wasn't expecting necessarily when I was expecting a reaction. I saw the first half, second half. We kind of dropped off and let Hurt to do their thing, and that's what was the worrisome thing. Like after that goal happened, heads dropped, and then Hurt started gaining confidence and they're building wave after wave. Before in the first half, it was more like each team taking chances. It was Hurt the wave after wave, um, and I was like, God, this is not good. We're, we're settling back in. It's that mental thing, and you know, eventually we did get a goal late, and they, they got one back, but. Um, men- mentality wise, we're so fragile at the moment. And last year we didn't have this. You know, times that we get down, we just fought right back, and we're we're struggling at the moment, and need to find a new manager. Um, I don't know where they're gonna find it. Some names are coming up. Obviously, the I think a sport Eins or somebody came out with a, a long list of, of names, but a bunch of people dropped off automatically, like uh, Bruno Labadia and a bunch of other guys. But um, we'll see who comes along here. But um, to wrap up this game. I don't know, man. It's just uh, it's another frustrating game that we seem to have a lot in the last five plus years. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. Um, you would have liked to be able to take advantage of a, an opponent like Hertha in this moment, but because uh, we have Freiburg coming up, and that's you know, we'll probably beat Freiburg. That's that that'll make no sense. That that's what right, will happen. Right? We'll randomly beat Freiburg, who's like in you know playing very well this season, obviously. Um, no, but. Uh, yeah, whoever the manager is when he comes in, if, if we do have a new manager appointed before that game, they're going to be uh, in for a tough fixture right off the bat and one that they're probably going to have to be looking at as sort of a, uh, you know, developmental game in the sense of like, you know, trying to implement your ideas or whatever and not really expecting much of a result. The problem is um, we're at the bottom of the table now. 
I was just gonna say that. I you no longer have you know Bochum you know below us. Um, they beat the top inching. of the table, Union. Yeah, I mean it's five consecutive losses, is it not? I think. I mean, we we've been slowly inching towards that. You yeah. know, whatever credit we had built up a little bit at the beginning of the season is now officially um, expired and wiped off. Uh, and we're yeah, we're in very bad shape. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, gonna have to have sort of a miracle result against Freiburg, I think, uh, which would be helpful to kind of study the ship a little bit because we're in free fall and continue to be. Um, and it might take a couple games to get things going with whoever ultimately gets appointed. Um, you mentioned Labadia. I, I saw some sort of report who knows if this is accurate that um, he was interested um, in having a contract that was good for either division. Okay. Um, and that was potentially a sticking point for Schalke, and that's why. Um, ultimately that didn't go through. I saw some report along those lines. I don't know if any of these are accurate, um, but outside of him, I think the major candidates were at the moment still Rice, like we said, and then also uh, Petkovic, right? Um, uh, most recently yes. with Bordeaux, but then previously uh, Switzerland. What are your thoughts on on that rumor and that potential appointee? Yeah, it's interesting. And I see Eric's comment that his uh, Bruno Labadia's brother was his coach as a kid, which is interesting. Interesting uh, claim to fame there. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's lots of names that were circulated out there. Um, one of the ones we've heard for a long time, even when Frank Kramer was a manager, was Thomas Rice. Thomas Rice was supposedly our number one pick, and we couldn't do it with Bochum. I don't know. We couldn't figure it out. And so we went with Frank Kramer, who was number two. Um, and then now his name's back on top of the list. Um, he He's done some good things with Bochum, um, but you can't overlook what he did this season. You say what you want. Maybe Bochum's a bad team. It started out 0-5, and they get fired this season. And it's always hard for me. I know he's done some good things at Bochum. Um, to pick someone who got relegated that season from that league, same league, and bring him back. It's like, it didn't work already. Why is it going to change any different? Our team's depleted. We're hurting. Why would it work now? Right? Bochum probably in a better situation health-wise than we are. So there's even less reason for us to, to do well. Um, and so that's an interesting one. I mean, I would, and ultimately, whoever gets selected... I would back them just to give him a chance, just like we did Cromer, right? We we neither of us thought Cromer would do well. We we said Let's give him a chance. We saw what did Armenia Billefeld and and previously, but let's see what he can do. We're going to back him, and we're going to do this with whoever the manager is. But Thomas Rice, I'm not so much behind him. And then the other guy, Vladimir Petkovic, I know him a little bit better. Uh, obviously, Swiss national team manager for many years, um, did well at Lazio and some other clubs. Also, most recently Bordeaux. Uh, he was also in a relegation battle, let go with them, but he was let go with them in February of last year, as opposed to Rice, who was let go this year. So I don't know if these are the only two candidates. Are these the two real candidates? I don't know. In the sport, Eins and Sky are mentioning them. Um, if it was me, this is just me, Jack, between the two, if these are the two candidates, I would probably go Petkovic. I just, because I like, I, I remember his Swiss teams very well. I love the way they played. Um, he made Brielle and Bola look good, right? Uh, and uh, I just liked the way they played. They had a 3-4-1-2 or some kind of formation like that. Very offensive-minded. Um, made players better. Developed youth players a lot. Um, I like that stuff that he did. Will it translate? I don't know. But that's my inkling. What about you? What between the two guys? Coach Lazio, didn't he? As yes. well? Yeah. Prior to that? Did Mr. well. Mr. Mr. Serie A. Yeah, uh, did no, well there. Um, it, I mean, listen, I, between like Rice and, and, and Petkovic, I'm, obviously Rice is the the one who's been most recently in a managerial position. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, the bulk of the success that we'd be talking about with Petkovic, as you just mentioned, was his time with the Swedish, uh, Swiss national team. Sorry. Um, You know, which is different from club football. Yeah. how much do you want to suggest that those things are going to translate? I agree. Did have some decent success with, with Switzerland, got them into, you know, respectable positions of various European tournaments and whatnot, um, given kind of their status in, in the game um, plays. Yeah. Plays systems that you think could adapt to what Schalke have already been doing pretty easily. The four, two, three, one or a three, four, one, two. I mean, situa- I mean, so you look at some of the stuff he was playing most recently with Bordeaux. And I think there's pretty easy applications to um, Schalke's squad at the moment, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that they, I think Petkovic is maybe the slightly bigger name and, and maybe the slightly sexier hire just because, you know, you have some of that World Cup Euro tournament, you know, shine yeah. from, you know, that's kind of associated with it. And, and Rice, obviously, it's just kind of like it, it, once again, we, we would we would back Rice. We would support. We give him a chance. And we would try to do with the managers here, regardless of how we feel about them. Uh, but like yeah. it's just there's nothing about that that would inspire you based on what has just happened with Rice. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. In the same way that, like, you know, Cromer was not in a good position before he got hired by Schalke, and we're all just kind of like, why should we be excited about this? And the Cromer thing doesn't work out. So, uh, but as always, slim pickings. Um, it, it, we have limited resources with which to pay managers, and we have uh, limited talent with which to attract managers to come want to coach those players. Um, and of course, now 18th position in the uh, in the Bundesliga, not 13th, 14th, 15th. Literally at the bottom, there's a psychological element to that, I'm sure, for any manager that's going to come in, too, is literally saying you have to dig us out of the very bottom. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be tough. I think that's the biggest element, too, right? Because I, uh, our friend of the show, Phil Bonney, who was on the call this weekend, he mentioned, I mean, yes, things are dire for both teams, Hertha and Schalke. The Bundesliga is so compact point-wise right now that you still have a chance. If whoever comes in goes on a run, you can easily bounce up on the table. I mean, look at the table right now. We're we're on bottom, 18th on six points. You get three points, you're in 15th. You know, and then you get you get a couple more wins. You're all of a sudden near near mid table. I mean, things can snowball really fast. We're really close. So this is the time to hit that that mark and go. Uh, but yeah, the psychological factor is big. Shaka mentally, as a as a as a unit, a club, um, a nation, if you want. We're all mentally fragile at the moment, and you know, and it's it shows in games like this against you give up a weak goal against Hertha Berlin, and then all of a sudden the gameplay goes out the window because everyone's in panic mode. Um, so it's a lot to get into, and and I don't know who's going to be the man. Uh, we'll see who whom is selected, um, but yeah, it's going to be a big job for whomever whoever is the manager. Um, I will say this as a parting shot to Frank Kramer. Um, I will give him respects or big ups because he could have done like Gramozis and anybody else previously who was fired and just said, pay me until my contract ends. He did it. He withdrew, took a severance pay of $500,000 so that Schalke wouldn't have this overhanging in their head because they already got Gramozis on the, on the books until the end of the year. So uh, give Kramer that. I don't know if that was the intention or what was going on there, but he got he got severance pay for 500,000 500, euros. Yeah. So... It seemed, it seemed like a pretty nice guy yeah. overall. So once no, again, I, we, we, you know, we wish him well, and we're not, you know, uh, you know, dancing anybody's grave here for sure. So, no, no. Um, but out of all this money, financial crisis that we're in, and part of it is because an old boss of our chairman of us, um, Clemens Tonys, uh, he's back in our lives because uh, rumor was that he reached back out to the club and said, "Hey." 
you need money for a manager or whatever, I got you. I got you. I'll help you out. Uh, and Shaka World went into a panic. Get the hell away from us. People were freaking out. They were freaking out so much that Shaka's PR guy, who's on Twitter, had to come out and be like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. So first he says, it's his name, Mark, Mark Siekman. He says, some context before misunderstandings arise. The club is in context with Clemens Tonys, as well as with all the sponsors and sponsor representatives. In addition, Mr. Tonys is a member of the Ashaka of Shaka and was the chairman of the supervisory board for a long time, but there are no negotiations for funds. He continued on. A completely normal exchange. I have received a number of inquiries about the, this via various channels. If there is more, always without, we're always willing to help. But they, and Shaka, I think, sent out an email as well. It's like, we're not entertaining this. This is just friendly chatter. That's all it is. Do you buy that? I mean, I mean first first of all, bring up that photo of, of Tony's again, if you don't mind, that you just had us up. I mean, <laughs> I love the smell of coal in the morning. What is it? What is this? Like he's wafting it in. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great. It's photo. Shaka's bird um, scalp on an 18th place. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, listen. I, th- I think I think it is obviously amusing the, the immediate vitriol with which uh, some of those rumors were hit on on Twitter. Not surprising, uh, yeah. given sort of the way that he uh, departed um, his affiliation with the club or the uh, you know the level of affiliation he had, I should say. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think Shock is in the in the midst of trying to build back sustainably. I very much doubt that they would take this moment of all possible moments over the past like couple of years to then yeah. suddenly get like, like some sort of direct cash injection from him that would cause their fans to get upset. Um, I'm, I'm not particularly concerned about it, but uh, obviously interesting story and something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, with the two, if these two guys rice, I'm talking about and Petkovic, if one of them were to get hired, which, which would cause the most outrage, I would guess it'd be Thomas rice. But again, Shaka supporters would back whomever's his manager and give them a chance. I mean, for all we know, whoever it is, if it is Rice, for example, and he goes on and gets uh, saves us from you know getting relegated and has a decent season, we're gonna be like, okay, whatever. First five games, the Bokum, who cares? Um, I mean, the, the positive he did do well, Bokum. Poulter scored double digit goals against him, so he means he knows how to play with big strikers, which would help Toroda as well, right? Karaman, by the way, um, I thought he looked pretty decent in the game, uh, though he's mostly non-existent. He had some pace. He had pace that I didn't know he had. At times, I was like, well, who's this guy running down the pitch? But it was, it was Kerman. But nonetheless, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I fully expect an announcement probably the next 24 to 48 hours for manager. I don't know who it will be. Uh, Patrick Berger, Andreas Ernst. Uh, Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh. <laughs> uh, it could be. It could be. Um, but yeah, Zidane. Uh, maybe with some funds, uh, but yeah, no, it's um, we'll see. I, I fully expect an announcement here, but uh, yeah, it's just been a crazy time, one thing after an, of another lately. It seems like, and uh, yeah, we'll see. Freiburg this weekend, number two, three in the table on Sunday. So um, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> you ready for a butt kicking, sir? Yeah, strike. Oh, strike. He's back in our lives. All again. we can hope for is that it's the uh, call and ambulance, but not for me meme for Shalka this weekend. Uh, yeah. That's what we're going to be hoping for. Eric says, the one where he's eating the raw pork sandwich is also very good. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. I remember that one. It is true. It is true. All right. Uh, let's get out of here. Jack, I got to say, you look good in this uh, Shaka blue here. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Nice yeah. to be uh, rocking our colors for once. I, yeah, I don't actually whip out the uh, the jerseys on stream that often, but I should start doing that. 
There you go. Um, we also got some new merch coming. Uh, we won't talk about it just yet. We'll unveil it in due time. But keep an ear on the grindstone for that. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. Uh, <laughs> an ear on the grindstone. <laughs> Jack, where can our followers find you on social media? <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to sit with that one for a bit. Uh, you can find me at JM Mangan, J-M-A-N-G-A-N on Twitter. Uh, almost messed you up, but didn't quite. Didn't no, quite. Yeah, I recovered. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me at r underscore k-h-a-r-m-a-n we'll catch you on the next podcast probably like next watch along which is on sunday should be able to do that one a little under the weather as you can probably hear my voice and almost got the jack mangan baritone here but not quite um but yeah catch you then or if news breaks we may put out a short or something like that on, on youtube who knows but for jack i'm richard for the new manager whoever you are blue golf mm-hmm.